Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hello and welcome to Walkers and Talkers, episode 184. Jamie, is that right? That is correct. <laughs> okay, you have done your part for the day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anything you do now after this is gravy. <laughs> this is Thursday that we're doing yes. this, which is a week after you may have seen the episode on Amazon. Um, Amazon. On AMC <laughs> Premiere. AMC Premiere. It's one of those. It's one of the damn services. By the way, I have my <laughs> mind back. Last week, I didn't have my mind back, and I didn't remember a lot of names of characters. <laughs> I'm like, what? Shout out to Tanya at Shoes 4T. She tweeted us, I just saw the new episode 183 was up, and my heart skipped a beat from excitement. I missed you guys. I can't wait for episode 184 in four months. So, oh, oh, Tanya. I'm, get, I'm getting sarcasm <laughs> from people because we... We were off for a little while. We were. So we're back. I'm David Brody from Elvis Duran, The Morning Show. That, of course, is Jamie from Light FM in New York. Last week I said Light FM, but I didn't say which one. And as we know, every city in the country uh, pretty much has a Light FM. But this is the Light FM. The, the Light FM. New York City Light FM. <laughs> right. This is this is, may not have been the first, but it is the biggest. Uh, have you, are you guys playing Christmas music yet? Uh, no, not yet. But once in a while is a joke. We do sprinkle one in. <laughs> Okay, yeah, because their ratings go through the roof when they play Christmas music. Again, as if people have not heard Christmas music before. It's like it's all new. I'm all right, Carrie. I haven't heard it. It is. In, I haven't heard it in 11 months, so I can hear it again. But no, they're not playing. They're playing um, 
What are you playing a lot of? A lot of Justin La- Bieber? A lot of 80s, a lot of Bieber, T-Swizzle, some Katy Perry, that Okay, kind but of no, stuff. nobody listening to Light FM calls t- Taylor Swift T-Swizzle. So. No, except me. Yeah, except you. You're the only one. Your listeners call it call her that Taylor girl. Miss Swift. That, that, that the kids listen to. All right. I, no, lots of young people listen to Light FM. I'm joking. I'm joking. So this is a very controversial episode we're going to talk about today because, uh, spoiler, Daryl hooked up. Uh, I was sweating a little bit. My heart was racing this episode a little bit. <laughs> really? I hadn't needed to know if I needed to knock a bitch. I didn't know. <laughs> well, that's just it. So we'll, we'll, we'll get into more details. But clearly, yes. it looks like in a flashback, Daryl hooked up with, with uh, Leah. Who, By the way, are there no unattractive survivors? She's very, yeah. Are there no people without typical, I'm not going to single out characteristics that are unattractive. I'm just going to say, are there people with typically unattractive, socially unattractive characteristics in their appearance living in a cabin somewhere? Why does it have to be a hot woman with long hair? She's beautiful. <laughs> that That's kind of my point, Jamie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Would Daryl have fallen in love with some woman who was, you know, missing teeth? Uh, you know, maybe a half of her head was fall, hair was falling out. Maybe she didn't have a Peloton nearby. And <laughs> <Peloton>. so <laughs> this woman, you know, she she's uh, she's a looker. She is. And and boy, what how lucky for her that a guy looking like Norman Reedus walked into her cabin. Lucky. She's too lucky. A big old slob could have walked in and, uh, you know, she would have been like, hey, ugly man, get out of my house. But no, Daryl walked in. I mean, she still said, get out of my house. Yeah, well, no, she, she said, don't move. First, yeah. she said, you're not, you're not leaving. Yeah, because he was hot, right? I would say that to him, too. And then I would tie him up just like she did. That, so that, there that, you go. That, that, <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. Let it be known in the apocalypse. If you want to get out alive, be ugly. Exactly. Rule number one. And now, if you don't want to get shot, rule number one is also be attractive because she would have shot an ugly guy. Oh, yeah, I think so. Probably. Absolutely. You know, I I just uh, was like, oh, great. Another hot woman. They they can't owe every woman in the apocalypse now. So funny. You know what it is? It's like, um, you know the TV show Survivor, of course. Oh, yeah. So season one, when nobody knew what the show was, they probably had to beg people to be on the show. They probably had to find a bunch of losers, a bu- like a ragtag bunch of anybody who wants to go on and be on the show. So they a couple, were. <laughs> a couple of people were attractive, like Jenna, who ended up doing a releasing a home sex tape. Oh, um, woohoo. And then a couple, but, but like the people who were the finalists, didn't were, you have the, uh, the woman that was like tapioca? Yeah. That woman, that woman she was That on was there. Sue. Oh, Lord. And then uh, Rudy <laughs> was the old, old guy, the Marine. Oh, yeah. I mean, good looking for an older guy, but still an older guy. <laughs> and Richard Hatch, who was a pudgy, hairy, naked man. He was, and he liked to show it off, too. <laughs> right. So the, the show became very successful, and then they started casting hot people. And then every season, everyone got hotter. That's true. They're all hot. They all have their abs. Have abs, right? <laughs> I, I need to, see, you know. And, and please, I know if you're a Survivor fan, you're like, no. Season eleven had the. Remember that ugly guy? I'm like, yes. You can you can pick out the people that you could because that's why you remember them because they were rare. The rare ugly. Oh, you know, it's like they have somebody gay, somebody old. Somebody fat, usually. Yeah. Uh, a couple of people of different minority persuasions. Uh, good-looking white guy, at least one. Uh, maybe an ex-military person. Maybe an athlete. And then they always had, they sprinkle in one ugly guy. 
And they make him crazy or something, or they or he has a sick wife, so you don't hate him. Oh, it's well, so that's, true, though. Right, it's casting. It's so... They have to they build a show like they're putting together a Broadway show. Exactly. They have one of everybody, you know, and so they oh we need an ugly person. So you get on the show, right? You don't realize you're the ugly person. You think you're like you know, oh, God, you're the you're the ex marine, or you're the you're the gay guy, and then you realize after like day nine, you weren't in the Marines and you're not gay. You're like, wait a minute. I'm the ugly guy. I'm the ugly guy. (laughs) Oh, shit. How do I get off this island? Then you start like backstabbing people and lying. So they'll kick you off. The tribe has spoken. Because you're like, my friends know I'm not gay. Maybe I should start acting gay so the people won't think I'm the ugly guy. Like, look at Jim on Survivor. He's clearly the ugly guy. Oh, now he's gay. Oh, he must be on the show because he's gay. I wonder who the ugly guy. And then they find somebody else who's ugly. Oh, man. Yeah, that's the whole... Okay, so we're done. This. Thank you for listening to a Survivor podcast. Yeah, she's hot, so we, we got that. <laughs> yeah, so people are upset that Daryl hooked up after 10 seasons. That he finally... And it wasn't... Uh, it, well, Beth is dead, spoiler. Because yeah. everybody wanted uh, Bethel. Yeah. Or, or, or death, and they got death. Death. Um, <laughs> And then they want I don't it. think I heard that one yet. That's funny. Uh, well, you should listen to the podcast. Uh, uh, Do we say death before? I don't know. I'm just I'm just ad-libbing. I don't have a script here. Uh, oh, by the way, speaking of what else I don't have here. Here, listen to this. I did this on the Brooklyn Boys. Listen to this. Did you hear that? What was that? I'll do it again. That's me banging on the washing machine that's not here anymore. Oh. I got, I got the washing machine taken out of my basement. Yay. And I got an office chair. I got oh, a beautiful fancy. office chair. Some, I don't know if you can hear it. No, you can't hear it. I was leaning back. Lean back. Uh, <laughs> uh, not, not a sponsor, but some listeners of our the Elvis Duran Morning Show, Regency Office Furniture, uh, heard a couple of us complaining about how uncomfortable our home chairs were. And they said, you know what? We, we make chairs. We make office furniture. We'd love to send you some. And so they sent me, uh, they sent oh, a bunch of us chairs. And that so now I'm, nice. doing, I'm podcasting in style. Wow. I'm, I'm in a chair from our deck in our dining room. How trashy is that? <laughs> Oh, nice. Nice. That's great. It's, I, it's the only chair in one year I could get comfortable in. And I have three cushions like I'm 90. It's not cute. You're, oh, your cushions are cute, Jamie. I've seen them. <laughs> You're fine. Now, how big is your deck? Is it about 10 inches? Uh, it's about 20 feet, twenty inches. Oh, you have a 20-inch deck? No. no, no. That would explain why we didn't do the podcast for four months. Where's Jamie? Don't ask. Oh, don't ask. Okay. For those of you who listen to every episode, remember when Jamie broke her butt? Oh yeah, I I danced at a wedding and literally no, it was the twenty my, inch the twenty yeah. inch deck. Well, yeah, but I did tear my ass dancing to a Bruno Mars song, and it took me a very long time to heal. <laughs> yeah, Jamie, in fact, it got infected. Jamie got that uptown funk. <laughs> oh my god! If I ever meet him again, I'm gonna have to tell him that. Story. I wouldn't. I would pass on that. <laughs> He'll be like security. <laughs> yeah. Get the girl away from me with the broken ass. That broke ass bitch. Oh my God. No, you're like, it's not broke ass, it's broken ass. And it's healed now, sir. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, so man. let's get to the news. Okay. Uh, as they say, uh, Norman Reedus was on Jimmy Fallon. You watched it, Jamie, right? I did. Oh, I mean, how many times did you watch it? Um, I may have watched it twice. He what looks, was he wearing? He uh, he was wearing this black button-down shirt, and he just looked like a snack. He just looked so good. And what were you and wearing? It, uh, my pajamas. So. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so what, if, did you have the sound on? What did he talk about? He was on for his show Ride, which is season five just started for that. And he they did Norman Reedus's Guide to Motorcycle Sounds, and they did pictures of different motorcycles, and Norman impersonated them. But then they jumped into The Walking Dead, which is, of course, my favorite part. And do you know that this Sunday is the 150th episode of The Walking Dead? Wow. I couldn't believe it. I was like, holy. And then he joked, he goes, I'm trying to think back how much Advil I took over those 150 episodes. Because I remember when he did that scene with Beta, he said he took Advil for days. He gets his ass kicked all the time. (laughs) You know what's what's interesting is that we didn't start doing this podcast until episode, uh, until season six, halfway through season six, I think. Is that when we started? Wow. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was a middle of season six or beginning of season six. And we have 184 episodes because we've done reviews of Fear the Walking Dead and Preacher yes. and World Beyond. And so we are still ahead of the Walking Dead. And it looks like we'll beat them because they only have 20, uh, 30 episodes left. 30, yeah, that's, that's it. 27, something like that. Anyway. I'm sad about that. <laughs> about me doing math? Well, no, sad. no, 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 about about the show ending. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, have a, I'm gonna need therapy. <laughs> yeah, oh, you already need therapy. <laughs> yeah, that's true. all right. So, so uh, did he say anything else of import? He said that leading up to season eleven, the, our threat is really based in reality now. It's very real and very different. So I'm assuming he means the Reapers, and that was. And he goes, I, I, I don't want to say anything else. Like he, that was it. That was his only statement. All right. There's a Reaper theory I want to go over, which I'll get to at some point. People on, on the Twitter, there are a lot of upset people about the relationship. Some people feel like, a spoiler, he hooks up, right? We were talking about yeah. that. That it's, it's disingenuous to the character. He's supposed to be asexual, and now he's got a relationship. You're retconning his history, because here we are, you know, four years later, whatever, and he didn't have a relationship, and now you're just giving him one. That's not, that's not real. That's not right. We want Daryl, because, you know, listen, uh, I know you are completely uh, normal and sane, but there are some (laughs) women who like to believe they have a shot, not at Norman Reedus, but at Daryl. Yeah, which... And they don't want to see him with anybody else, right? They don't, for real. (laughs) And so he plays the mystery man, the the dark, mysterious guy, as long as he never really hooks up with anybody. He's too damaged, you know, and, and now he hooks up with a girl he just met. Well, he didn't just meet her, as we'll talk about in the episode... Very it took true. a couple of years of nothing and like flirtation uh, and arguing before they even talked, really, before it, yep. they were friendly. So uh, imagine how long it would have taken if one of them was ugly. Um, I, well, I don't think it would ever have happened. <laughs> and this is not to say that ugly people can't be loved. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> oh if God. you're ugly and listening, welcome aboard. Oh but, but I know that anyone listening to this podcast is super attractive. Oh, we so love, I'm not they're worried. Beautiful. Absolutely. Because they're into geek nerd culture like we are. They're just not, they don't have to go to the gym because they're naturally attractive. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> Any one of us could live in a cabin that Norman Reedus might walk into. I'm sure of it. Oh, I, a, girl, a girl can dream. <laughs> yeah. So I read some uh, just horrible hate towards uh, Angela Kang. Uh, how could you do this? You've ruined everything. <laughs> uh, the drama. Now, a couple of people I thought and I don't want to disparage 14-year-old girls because probably that's too young to be a Walking Dead fan this hardcore. Yeah. Because you're probably watching it like, because you were four when the show came on. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but they were writing like 14-year-old girls. This is the worst thing. I'm never watching the show again. Now, oh again, God. if you're a listener of this podcast and you feel that way, then your feelings are validated. 
I am only talking about people I don't know. This is therefore, <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you're fine. You're entitled to your opinion. You're good. You're safe. This is it, a safe space. It, it's those other people, those unattractive people on Twitter I'm talking about. <laughs> those people, uh, a little bit too much. So, so the drama. So tell me what Angela Kang said about the drama, Jamie. She said, so whatever happens moving forward with Daryl and Leah's story, I hope that people will give the story a chance. She later hinted that a lot of interesting storylines may come out of this relationship and she goes we're telling a story but it's connected to the past present and in some ways a lot of the future yeah okay more mystery riddle speak from more yeah exactly because i think that's the only way they know how to speak (laughs) right so if you're wondering if we're going to see uh leia again because sometimes in the walking dead people disappear for six seven eight seasons then they come back and get shot and then they're dead um uh, what's his name from the first season daryl shot him Oh, wait, why am I blinking? I will come back to that. Everyone's okay. screaming right I'm now. I'm blinking. By the I'm way, people, people tweeted at me. and They're like, it's Mips. It's oh, Mips. Yeah, I saw that. I'm screaming Mips. Right. Oh, it was it was a Hispanic name, wasn't it? Um, Morales. Morales. I got it. Oh, my Lord. Sorry. Okay. There Remember, we they go. Brought him back. Yes. So, but we don't, have, we don't have seven seasons to wait now to bring Leah back because, you know, the show's ending. Yeah. So here's what she put on her Instagram. Lynn Collins is the actress's name. By the way, also attractive in real life. In case you're wondering, like, is she a really good actress? (laughs) Is she a really good actress who plays an attractive woman? She's ugly, but, you know, because, you know, good looking people, they put good looking people in movies and they make them play ugly people. (laughs) They they give them bad teeth and they, they, they scar up their face. They ruin their hair. They make them gain weight. Whatever they, or they make them lose weight, whatever it is, they make them, but they don't ever have like an ugly person playing an attractive person. No. What's that? <laughs> no, they don't. So Lynn Collins, she said, this is what she put on Instagram. I'm so thrilled and excited to finally share with you that I have joined The Walking Dead for its final season, which would be season 11. Thank you to the cast and crew who have welcomed me in with such warm hearts, especially at Big Bald Head. And that's Daryl. Yes. Uh, Norman Reedus, of course. So she's obviously going to be back next season. Now, there's a theory that she's a reaper. <gasps> no, shut the front door. Now, I don't think that's the case, even though she's good with a weapon. No. And she's a badass chick. I don't think, I don't think she's a reaper. But I don't think she was taken by CRM unless they gave her a chance to pack. Because if you notice, and we'll get to this in the episode. Yes, I noticed She took the, the photograph of her, her you know, pseudo son. Yes. Matthew. So she had time to do that. Now... If she was being, if if the cabin was being surrounded, and she thought she might die, she may have clutched the photograph to her heart, and then when they came in and captured her, she took it with her. Yeah, she may have just packed up. You know, my dog's gone. Um, well, my dog wasn't gone. My dog was there. She left the dog. That I, seems I was, weird to me. That was my red flag. I'm like, uh, excuse me, you left this amazing dog here. What's happening? <laughs> right. I don't know how long Daryl had left for. I mean, I may have told us in the episode. I'll look back when we do over the notes. But however long Daryl left may, may be how long it's been since she left the dog alone in the house. That doesn't seem right. In my, I don't know. To me, it seemed like he was gone a couple days and then snapped out of it. I was like, I have to go back to her. But maybe it was longer than that. I don't, I don't really know. But the dog would be dead. You, you would think. I don't know what he's eating. Nothing. I mean... And there wasn't poop all over the house. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There was I would like dog. to see a little doggy realism. 
Yeah, you're right. I'm actually. Of course, yes, I know. That's my. I'm a dog owner. I know these things. You're a dog owner. You're a dog I, I, yeah, you're Peppy, right. Peppy, what's your dog's name? Poo poo. Piper. 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 Okay. Peppy. Poo poo. Poopy. Okay, Piper. All right, is that a boy or a girl? She's a girl. She's a girl. She is. Okay. She, 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 her. She identifies as. Yes, yeah, she, she, her. I have a, a boy and a girl and um, that's all. Uh, it's my first boy dog since I'm a kid. Oh. We, we had, uh, we had uh, two girl, do- I had a lot of girl dogs after the boy uh, because he was a biter and we, we just got girls because they seemed to be a little, little more calm. Yeah. Uh, at, at least the ones we had. And then when I got married, we got a girl and then we got a second girl. And then we ended up going to adopt a dog from a sh- from a shelter, and we fell in love with a dog, and it just happened to be a boy. We're like, ah, that's the one. Oh. So yeah, he's fantastic. He doesn't have his nuts, but he's as much of a boy outside the nut <laughs> the nuts thing. Yes, yes. Uh, that's one theory about her. Uh, the other one is that CRM got her, and oh. and that Daryl will go looking for her because something about her disappearing will be a clue that Rick disappeared. However. If she and Carol go off on adventures towards New Mexico, then they clearly aren't looking for Rick. Yeah, you're right. Unless they think Leah got taken out west. But they were going to go out west anyway. Unless they don't go to New Mexico. Unless they drive to Philadelphia, where we think Rick is. In which case, Leah would be on the spinoff, and then maybe in a movie? (gasps) I don't know how that Daryl and Carol thing is going to work with the movies. I do not. I I don't either. I was trying to figure it out in my head, and then I stopped. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, unless they go to look for Rick and then, you know, Rick dies in, in the third movie or something. And, and then they go, then they go on their road trip. It just seems like a lot of years and I, I'm not sure how they're going to work it. I don't, I don't see how Leah survives season 11 unless they break up because ultimately Daryl and Carol are going off. And they and are. It, and if they're going off on his motorcycle, there's no room for a third woman. There's no, no room for Leah. Yeah, and, and by the way, a second woman, third person is what I meant. And I don't yeah. think Carol's going to go, I'll scooch up on the motorcycle. Uh, uh, just, you get on on the back. And, and Leah's <laughs> like, I'm banging him. I'm going to sit next to him. I'm in the, closer to him, and you'll sit on the tire. Uh-oh. That, so there's that, not enough room for all that. <laughs> I feel like, can you imagine um, Carol gets her alone and kills her? I could... Like, I could low key see it happening. I really could. I could you imagine? Because Carol's like you, savage. I know you said low key, but it sounded like you said Loki, and Loki oh. from, would absolutely <laughs> would absolutely kill kill her. Uh, by the way, can't wait for the Loki series uh, on Marvel on Disney Plus. Can't wait for it. Although Falcon and Winter Soldier is a couple of weeks away. Oh my god, love Marvel, <laughs> Disney Plus. If you're gonna have one streaming service, uh, we, uh, I'm sorry, you have to have Disney Plus, and you should try to get AMC uh, Plus. AMC Premiere. Uh, AMC Premiere is cheaper than AMC Plus, so AMC Premiere is the way to go for your Walking Dead. All yeah, right. that's what I have too. This is why the podcast takes so long, Jamie. You always go off on tangents. <laughs> Me? <laughs> what? Uh, Norman Reedus did an interview, Jamie, that I know you're fond of, talking about the relationship. What, what did Norman have to say? So he talked about his relationship with Leah, and he said, the relationship isn't really what it seems to be. So I'm like, hmm. Uh-huh. He, sa- he says, it's interesting because I've been fighting having something like this happen since day one. My attitude, my attitude was, please don't hook me up with anybody. Everybody's, go- everybody's going to yell at me about it, which is kind of what happened. He goes, I woke up this morning, so many messages being like, how could you be with her? What's wrong with you? And I'm like, well, it really isn't what it seems to be. So you never know what to expect with these things. So I I just wanted to stay true to Daryl and depending on what happens next, you kind of have to play it a certain way or otherwise something else may not work later. So I kind of tiptoed around it as much as possible. That's what he was saying. Huh. 
Yes. Again, what did he say? I, 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 he was like talking in circles kind of in that answer. Well, because like, okay. he wants to say something without saying something. Yeah. What's going on, sir? And then you kind of hinted at it earlier. Lynn Collins, conf- you know, said her character will be returning. But Norman is actually the first person to confirm Leah's story will go other places. Yeah, so- she's, a, she's a reaper. Yes. Or, or she's it's CRM. It's got it, there's got to be more. Or she's from the or she went to the Commonwealth. That could be. See, that's another thing. Maybe yeah. the Commonwealth uh, snatched her up or maybe she went out and bumped into some Commonwealth people. You know, we don't know. But keep that in mind, it, it was it was a couple of years ago that she disappeared, allegedly. Yeah. So, so do you have a truck going by in your living room? I, I apologize. Yeah. And my windows are shut. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, wow, there's a home. truck in your house. Work from home. So anyway, Jamie, tell me about Leah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish right. it was Daryl's motorcycle going by. Yeah, I bet. Okay. <laughs> Easy killer. All right. So what were you saying? So basically, Norman said he wanted it to, to handle it with gentle gloves on. He goes, I know what people think. Wait a minute. I'm... What do you think you meant by handle it? Oh, because she hasn't shouted in a while. Right, oh, probably... God. Well, she's living in a cabin. Oh, well, I don't know. They do live by a river. I so... probably want to wear gloves the first couple times. <laughs> oh, I get it. God. I understand what he's saying. <laughs> He goes, I know what people think. I know what I hear. I know what my character would think about it. He goes, I don't know if I was 100% ready for it, but it's got more to it. That's all I'll say. So that's huh. th- that's that's his answer about Leah. All right. All right. All right. All right. It's all bullshit. They're all lying. We know what's happening. <laughs> I know. Everyone's lying. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's having sex. All right. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that people may not have noticed when they went, when Carol and Daryl went to the cabin, right? First mm-hmm. of all, he should have stopped her and said, uh, nothing to see here. Let's. Let's go. Yeah. Or, or I gone in quickly go so she wouldn't have time to open the, you know, uh, the dog went right for the floorboards. That's Of like, course he did. Yeah, <laughs> of course he did. So uh, there were bullet holes in one of the walls of the cabin that light was coming through. Yeah. Now that may be a clue that maybe somebody was shooting at the cabin. So maybe she didn't wander off. Maybe she was taken. Hmm. That was kind of my thought. Okay. So you noticed the bullet holes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. So there's just something to, something to throw out there. So maybe some of our uh, our listeners are like, ooh, I didn't see that. And then the other one's like, I saw that, Brody. <laughs> Don't play it like we didn't notice. <laughs> I'm, I would never. I would never. We did get to see the, the origin story of, of uh, Puppy. Oh, my God. Now, I think we said when he first showed up on The, on, on, uh, the Walking Dead, how is there an adult dog? Yeah. How, how is there a dog this old in the apocalypse? That's with no owner unless someone owned him. has been eating. Like, it's not starving to death. He looks healthy. Right. And now, now listen, by the time we saw him, Daryl had owned him. Yes. So, right? We didn't see him run up to Daryl. He just no. owned the dog. But I, I'm not, I don't know how a dog would survive multiple years in the apocalypse. First of all, his parents would have to, had to give birth and yeah. then somehow protect a puppy Aww. with walkers everywhere. True. And the puppy would have to grow up and have enough food and then survive on its own. For Daryl to find it. So there had to be a backstory. And Oh, yeah. And I'm going to jump ahead because we're talking about it. On Talking Dead, they pointed out that earlier in season 10, and I don't know how we missed this, Carol said to Daryl something to the effect of, how long do you think you can just keep her dog? I missed that too. I don't remember her saying that. I don't either. If you remember it, um, you can tweet us and let us know at David Brody. At the Talking Jamie. Fascinating. At Walkers underscore Talkers. Uh, and let us know, because I have to go back and watch that. But apparently they were in the forest talking. 
and she gave him like shit. So they must have known about Leah at least a year ago at this point. Yeah. They probably thought she'd be in season 11 because they filmed a lot of that, you know, pre-pandemic where they didn't realize they're going to have to shut down and have an extended season. So that's interesting. So this has been planned for a while. It wasn't like an episode they threw in for the extended season. They knew they were bringing her on. Yeah. All right. So uh, now uh, I understand Norman took a, a liking to the puppy. Oh, my God. So he was saying, he's so funny the way he said it. He goes, this dog is my favorite flavor of dog. He goes, I just love German Shepherds. And he goes, to see one as a puppy on set really geeked me out. He goes, the first thing I said is, can I have him? Can I have him? Can I have him? And they're like, no, he's our super puppy. And fun fact, his name was Carl in real life, the puppy. And they said, no, he can't have the puppy. Oh, and he goes, why did they tell him to get back in the house? <laughs> I know, right? So Norman just said he looks forward to puppy day on set. And he just like loved these dogs. And All right. dog's real life, grown up dog, his real name is Seven in real life. Right. Now, there's a, there's a backup dog. There are two dogs that, that play dog. Because they can't, you know, overexert the dog or if he's hot, can't be out in the sun too long. There is a backup dog, which they might use for like distance shots or running. Uh, I don't remember the other dog's name. Doesn't matter. But the first dog is seven. Now, uh, have you seen the second teaser for season 11 of The Walking Dead? I have. And it's creepy. (laughs) Well, it's creepy or it's a tease. Well, here's what it is. It shows ice cream cones in an ice cream cone holder. Yeah. With ice cream truck music. Now, it's only creepy if you watched it recently uh, with the clown in the sewer. Uh, and you hear the <laughs> Pennywise. music. Right, Pennywise, right. Uh, and Pound Foolish. Uh, but this, this the, the theory, uh, the explanation that I've seen online is that it's showing you a glimpse of life at the Commonwealth. Because they have ice cream and they have technology and they have stores and bakeries. They have bakeries. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'll go there now. I mean, wow. I mean, yeah. they have so many things at their fingertips. So many. I'm telling they you, have it all. Survivors of the apocalypse get everything. We don't get anything. <laughs> God, get a bakery. It's not fair. <laughs> all right, all right. I right, we're gonna break down the episode uh, coming up next, and, and uh, more snappy banter on the way right after this. Hey, it's Sarah Wayne Callies. I played Lori on The Walking Dead. And you're listening to Walkers and Talkers with David Brody and Jamie. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Be safe, everybody, and stay in the house like Carl should have. All right, we're back. The episode was called Find Me. So season 10, episode 18. Now, Find Me, we, we knew he was, the episode was going to be about him looking for Rick. So we assumed that find me meant Rick. But by the end of the episode, find me meant he wanted Leah to find him. Oh, so it had a double broke. meaning. Oh, <laughs> find me. I will find I will find you. I belong with you. Right. That, like remember Glenn? I will find I'll you. find you, Maggie. <laughs> right. All right. So yeah, that, that's what also it reminded me of. The uh previously on The Walking Dead was Norman Reedus doing the voiceover, correct? Oh yeah, and he did the whole beginning, like you yeah, know the about their, like what's going on. Yeah, right. I found I like that. I, I did I, too. I enjoyed that. So uh, Daryl Dog and Carol, uh, one of my favorite uh, uh, Southern rock bands, uh, they were <laughs> nice uh, trio. Yeah, nice trio. Uh, we're going on a run for wood, right? Daryl was out there. Uh, uh, they were looking to rebuild the fence in Alexandria, and Carol comes up and wants to go with him, and she says, "Oh, uh, I want to see if there's any food left to hunt." Which was not really, I got the impression that wasn't why she was going, but that's what she says. Same, yeah. So he says, well, all right, you can go, but you can't, don't talk too much. You'll scare off the animals. So he's still playing like coy with her. Because he's still a little bit annoyed, right? We forget how long it's been. He was sassy. Yeah, it's been, I mean, they're friendly, but he's still a little mad at her that Connie's, you know, he thinks Connie's dead. Yeah, he does. Uh, Daryl had his map. That we learn about the map later in the show, but he had she found his map on the floor, and I thought this was sweet. Rather than tell him, "Hey, you dropped your map, stupid," she just picked it up and put it in his bag in his backpack. I thought that was cute. Too. I thought that was very cute. So that's what happened before the credits. Um, it, it, it's obvious to probably both of us, Jamie, is that they're they're definitely uh, because of COVID, they are they kept these episodes uh, to very small cast sizes. Very right? true. Yep. So. Um, Last week uh, was um, a very small cast, and th- next week is Aaron and Father Gabriel. Yep, mostly. Right. So uh, they they obviously want to keep space um, uh, on uh, you know for safety reasons. Now, normally we would hate these as bottle episodes, but they're doing a better job with them. They're making they're, them. They're pretty damn good. <laughs> they, that, yes, they they are in fact pretty damn. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> yes. So. Uh, last week was uh, four or five people, but it was still a smaller a smaller group. Okay, so they go out looking for deer. They found a deer whose guts were like ripped out. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how that happens because wouldn't a walker eat it? It looked like a walker had torn it apart already and not, not eaten it. He- I, I or a human. I don't know what happened there, but it had been laying there a while. I I, I think I'm calling uh, buckshit. <laughs> I'm calling. I'm calling. By the way, I didn't. That's. I just that popped into my head. I'm calling a BS on that because why didn't somebody eat it? Unless somebody shot it and then got killed trying to. I don't know. It was just couldn't weird. carry it or something happened. Right. 
Daryl says, why don't we go look for the deer down by the river? And Carol's like, uh, you good with that? And he's like, yeah, I'm good with it. So obviously she knows the river is where they lost Rick and where he's been looking for Rick all those years. Yeah. And look, I know you miss Rick and you're looking for like one branch that could have been a clue. But after a couple of months, there's really uh, not going to be a clue. If he's not there, honey. And he's not living in a cabin. Unless you thought maybe he, 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 he flowed down the river and he was like being held hostage by Leah in a cabin. I guess <laughs> that's what he was hoping for. To yeah. find him like tied up somewhere. Meanwhile, his boots are on a boat. You know, yeah. His, oh, that's right. I, I, had a, I had a, they got to show how that happened. How he went from the helicopter to the to the or his boots got sold or whatever. And he has no shoes. Yeah. Uh, Carol catches a fish with a spear. He says you got lucky, which you'll notice a lot of things he says to her. He had previously said to Leah because a lot of mirroring, a lot of mirroring because she went spear fishing and he said she got lucky as well. Um, there was a fun scene after that where they're cleaning fish. And Daryl sort of implies she's not doing it as well as he is. Um, she says to Daryl, do you think our luck is running out? And she says, we lost Hilltop and now Alexandria. Like, everything good in the world is not on our side anymore. And he's like, we, we didn't lose Alexandria yet, you know. <laughs> Slow okay, beat up. You have no walls, but okay. Uh, Daryl says, we'll rebuild, start over. And Carol says, um, until it happens again. So she's being a realist. Like, you know what? We keep getting groups of people that attack us. And we already know, you know, if they rebuild Alexandria, the show's going to end. I, I have a feeling everyone goes to Commonwealth. So at yeah. some point, they're going to leave Alexandria. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see who, who survives and who does what um, as far as what they rebuild and what they don't. But whatever they do, Carol and Daryl are leaving. So it couldn't have been that good. <laughs> so then That's she says, true. <laughs> she says to Daryl, the dead is going to catch up to them eventually. And Daryl says, only if we let uh, if we let them, right? And I'm not going to let it. Which, again, he said to Leah, and Leah said, only if you let it back to him. That's true. Uh, she did say that. Wherever they are in the forest, Dog runs off on his own after something. They go after him. It's a cabin. And at that point, you don't know how he sensed a cabin. Uh, immediately, Daryl recognizes the cabin. Oh, yeah. Daryl's behavior got super weird. Yeah. yeah, he's like, so now, we, now, look, we've seen the trailer enough times now to know he walks into a cabin and a woman with a shotgun is pointing at him. So <laughs> the, the mystery, again, fuck you, trailer guy. Because, trailer guy. Um, you could have shown her outside with the gun or not made it obvious it was a cabin of some, it just, we, you know, I, the suspense would have been nice. Yeah. Anyway, so now there's a flashback. Uh, Lee is playing with dog as Daryl watches her play with the dog. So now you know that um, either they had a relationship after dog or the dog is hers. Yeah. Back to present day. Daryl walks around the house. He sees a cross out the window and he starts reminiscing. You think maybe that means Lee is dead. And now we're going to, that would like tie it up in a bow. We'll just see flashbacks. However, uh, we find out later, of course, uh, spoiler, it's, it's her pseudo son, Matthew. Yeah. Her apocalypse son, Matthew, uh, that died. Her nephew, yeah. Right. Her pseudo son, too, yeah. Well, she said, I didn't give birth to him. And then she said, a, a woman who was like my sister. Again, oh, that's right. Like it wasn't my sister. really her that's sister. Right. So that's it's like right. the Michonne and Judith thing. And, you know. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Flashback five years ago. Daryl is sitting down by the water. And Puppy comes up to him and hugs him. Oh, my God. Daryl takes out the map. And he's marking off areas where he's already cleared. 
the areas where he knows there's no clues and Rick is not there. Carol shows up. Now, this is in the past. So Carol, at this point, is in a relationship with Ezekiel. I don't think she was married yet. She may have been. I don't know about the timeline. Don't Henry's still alive. She had shorter hair. Right. At this point, Daryl's been outside for two years. So he left two years after Rick disappeared. I mean, he left right after Rick disappeared. But now it's been two years since he left that he's been living out there. She says Michonne isn't talking to the other communities, which we saw when um, when she dumped off um, uh, the uh, the group of uh, survivors with Luke and um, Yumiko and uh, Magna, that whole group showed up after Rick disappeared. Yes. Right. And, and so uh, Daryl was there because he he met everybody. He met Connie and Kelly. Right. I think. I think yeah. he met them right at some point. But that was when Michonne was um, protective of the community. So she said, Michonne is not talking to anybody. I have a lot going on with King Ezekiel and Henry. Uh, so again, this is before Henry died. Spoiler, Henry's dead. Carol throws him a backpack of supplies, and, and that was it. It's like, oh, hey, uh, old friend, see ya. Okay, bye. I, again, I know you love Rick. I just think it's weird. I, I, I know the dedication. Uh, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, After I guess, two years, I mean, honestly. At some point, you just don't want to go back. You know, at some point, yeah. you're enjoying the, the solitude, and, and you're living with your own guilt. He's a lone wolf. He is. Well, you know what? He was partially responsible for Rick dying. They did have the fight in the in the well. Yeah. And then they split up and he got on the horse. Things would have been different, you know, had they had 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 Daryl not been going to kill Negan and Rick needed to stop him. If that whole thing didn't happen, Rick wouldn't have been injured and that whole thing wouldn't have happened. So, again, it's Daryl's fault. Oh, no. (laughs) It is. There's a lot of guilt. A lot of guilt. (laughs) Daryl is out in a rainstorm. Right, he's and he's living under a tree, a little tree fort he's got going yeah. on at the bottom. And you realize how much he loves Rick because he's out there for six years, and and like he's not covered, he's not living in a cabin. No, but here's he's the, really in the elements. But here's the thing about Daryl: he's a tracker, and a hunter, and a survivalist. Right? Yes. I, I guess he built little forts, little lean-tos up and down the river. I guess. Yeah, that makes... Yeah, I think you're right. But he didn't move that much because Carol knew where he was. And Carol... He always happened to be there when Carol was coming around. Right, so if he didn't move around much, and as it turns out, he was maybe a mile away from where Leah was living, he wasn't looking very hard for a place to live. Or looking that hard for Rick anymore. Or for a hot woman. (laughs) I would have been looking around. (laughs) I would have found her. She would have kicked me out of the house. (laughs) <laughs> because I am not Norman Reedus, but uh, <laughs> all right. So during the storm, da- look, Daryl's not the smartest guy in the show. He hangs the map up on the tree. And of course the water comes in and rains on it and ruins his map. And, and, you know, he's like, no, he snapped no, my map. There's no dog at this point. He doesn't have dogs. So I'm like, all right, this is prior to him finding dog. And now you have a flash forward to one year ahead. Now he's got the dog. Yep. Right? Right. So when he found the puppy, he didn't return the puppy to the cabin. I wouldn't. Well, right. But the puppy just left. He didn't. I, keep... I think puppy is very smart and he smelled his mom and just ran home. Again, why would wear gloves? So yes. the, the point is he let puppy run back in the woods, not knowing that there was. Wouldn't he have tracked puppy? Where is puppy going? I would have tracked puppy before I would have tracked food. Yes. Absolutely. So dog is back. He's full grown. He's barking at Daryl. He leads Daryl to the cabin. Unlike that no good for nothing, that good for nothing puppy. 
Oh, poor Carl. <laughs> he walks in, kills a walker. Leah comes out and throws a walker arm at him, which I'm not sure why you would do that unless to get his attention. So first of all, why did she have a walker in her house? Yeah, that actually, great point. Now, was he security? In other words, did she live in the in the bedroom in the back and either and go out? And she just kind of right, kept him there. Right. Oh, it, did that she, makes sense. Did she go out a side door or did she distract the walker and run out of the house every morning? So that the walker was in there as protection. That would make complete sense. It's like her her home protection security system. A- absolutely. So uh, she puts she shows him the uh, the shotgun, and uh, he says, "I uh, I'm I'm just gonna leave." And she says, "Oh, you're not leaving anywhere. Uh, who are you?" Um, and uh, he's like, "No, really, I'm I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna back I'm just out of here." Leaving. <laughs> and she's like, "No, hot guy, I haven't seen man meat in years." <laughs> You are you are leaving. You are leaving, right? You are, you are not going anywhere, rather. You're not leaving. You're sitting your ass in that chair. Now, here's my question. There's a. I'm going to go out of order for a second. Okay. Daryl's tied to the chair, right? Yes. How did she tie him to the chair? Probably threatening his life with the 12 gauge. Really? How did she hold the shotgun to him? Well, there's and, no way she could have done that. Right. You can't tie your own hands to the chair. Now, unless... But, he, you know, unless he, she made him use his mouth, uh, that I guess. Whoa, hello. I, I guess, like if he, if he wrapped the, 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 his wrist with one hand around his other wrist and then pulled the loop, maybe. I didn't. I'm not an expert on knots, so I didn't really study the knot. But it seems to me like it would be difficult for him to tie his own hands to the chair. Yeah. While she's holding a shotgun on him. Now, if she had a gun on him, I feel like if she wasn't hot, he would have punched her and taken the gun. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> but again, it's the hot thing. I don't think he wanted to punch her and try to run away because he's thinking to himself, you know, it's been ten seasons. Yeah, <laughs> it's about time. It, it's you know, even even Negan was banging uh, Alpha. Oh my god, he, he needed to get it. So so there's that. All right, uh, we're gonna finish uh, uh, wrapping up this episode and talk about the uh, talk about Talking Dead. We're doing the commercial break much earlier than we did last week, where I waited till the end to go. Oh, wait a minute, we're gonna do commercial. <laughs> So we'll take a quick break here. We'll be right back with the rest of the episode. We'll be right back. Okay, bye. Hi, this is Emily Kinney, Beth on The Walking Dead, and you're listening to David, Brody, and Jamie on the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. All right, we're back. That was our last commercial break. Straight through, nothing but pure entertainment from here till the end. Unless, Jamie, you have some non-entertainment you want to share with us. I, I, I'm good. I, I talked a lot. Did you? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, during the commercial break? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> by, by the way, I, I just in case people think that, that like this, this is a podcast, right? It's not like radio. So like in radio, when you go to commercial, you have to sit there for, you know, four minutes and then listen to a song. Yep. And it's like nine, eight, nine minutes where you're talking, going to the bathroom. Like, what do you guys do during commercial? And, you know, we really don't do much. You just kind of bullshit, go get something to eat, go to the bathroom, whatever. Yep. But in a podcast... <laughs> The, the commercials are put in afterwards by the big corporate people. So when we say we'll be right back, we didn't move. We just we didn't go anywhere. It's really just we'll be right back. All right, we're back. We didn't go anywhere. We didn't do anything. There was nothing. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> so I just don't want you to think like, oh, what'd they do? What, what was, there was nothing. Nothing exciting. No, there was no nothing. There was not even nothing exciting. There was nothing there. Um, I, You know what? I do have a confession to make, though. Yes. Now, normally... Nothing happens, right? Yeah. But but we ran out of time recording on Thursday night. That that is true, right? And so when we stopped and went to commercial, the reality is because we we, you know, we we pulled we pulled the dead skin back here. <laughs> we let you know what's really going on. Uh, we uh, we let, lived our lives on Thursday, and now it's Friday after our morning shows where we're finishing this up. Yes, so normally, but- yes, it would just be now. What did I do since then? A lot of things. (laughs) I did an interview that Jamie may do as well. I did an interview with a podcast called The Superhero Show Show. Oh, yeah. How did that go? It went well. Well, I think it went really well, but I think it may have gone too well. Here's the problem. Uh, Oh. oh. (laughs) So what what these guys do, uh, Michael, Cassidy, and Ryan. By the way, Ryan not listed in the podcast description. Oh, It it just says, it says Michael and Cassidy. Oh, Michael and Cassie. I'm sorry. Michael and Cassie. So... What they do is they review any television shows that are based on comic books. Wow. You know, like Walking Dead and Preacher, stuff that we've done. Mm-hmm. But also the DC uh, superhero shows, the Marvel superhero shows, they, they've expanded anything that was based on a comic book originally. Okay. okay? I didn't have time to tell them how awful Wonder Woman 1984 was. <laughs> I, meant, I meant to do that, but I, I, we didn't, I didn't have a chance. Uh, so anyway, uh, when I get on the call with him... Uh, to record the podcast, not wasn't really the call, but when I get connected audio, he tells me that they just do one-on-one interviews. And so oh. his his co-hosts were at work because they're in West Coast time, and I did the interview alone with him. I oh, said, oh, okay. I said, that's fine. You know, he's a really good guy. We had a great conversation, originally from Philly, lives in Denver now, and they, they both live in California. Cutting to the chase, he says, oh, it'll be quick. Like a fifteen-minute interview, I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. I think they have a, like a, a form of questions, like a form, not like free flowing. Like they okay. have like a form with questions like a standard. written on it. Right, standard, right? Yeah. In fact, you know who does that now? 
Stephen Colbert does it on the Late Show occasionally. I think when he has people for a limited time or people that he doesn't have a lot to talk to them about, he has <laughs> that makes the, sense. He, back, has the Stephen, <laughs> he has the Stephen Colbert questionnaire. And he spells questionnaire, E-R-T at the end, like Colbert. Oh, all, okay. Which is, which is very clever. I think it's very clever. So uh, I answered the questions, but, you know, if you've ever heard the Brooklyn Boys podcast, which is a, a better example, or in fact, th- right now what's going on right here, um, the Walk Us and Talk Us podcast? Yes. You see this, how I was going to talk about Daryl being tied to a chair, <laughs> and now we're talking for 15 minutes about yeah, yes, this? Yes, this is what happens I, with I us. did that to him. <laughs> And so you did not. (laughs) Yeah. So we did an interview and then he goes, okay, we have time for the speed round. I can assure you it was absolutely not speed. There was no speed involved. (laughs) No speed. No speed. Uh, And so uh, at the end I said, well, he goes, that was great. That was really enjoyable. And I said, listen, I have to be honest with you. I'm a, I'm a podcaster and I'm a radio guy and I'm, I'm used to doing an hour and a half podcasts, hour and 20 minutes. So, I'm not really good at doing a quick interview. He's like, that was great. I love the content. He said, but I have to be honest with you. I got to cut it to 15 minutes. Oh. I said, so I said, oh, well, how long was it? And I looked and it was 45 minutes. <gasps> it was? Yeah. Well, he started asking me about like, you know, when did I first get into sci-fi and, and geek culture and the whole thing and, and then comparing geek culture when I was a kid with what it is now where everybody plays, you know, uh, sci-fi video games and fantasy games. Yeah. And, and, you know, whatever. So it was a really interesting conversation, but it was 45 minutes. So I said, well. Have fun editing, sir. Yeah, I said, have fun editing. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, I said, Jamie talks a little less than I do, so you should be okay uh, getting your interview done. But the speed round, you know, some of the questions were thought-provoking, and I wanted to give a thought-provoking answer. I wasn't going to go, hot, You know, I, yeah. I was going to, you know, so I, gave, I, I, gave, I didn't play along with his game. Uh, as well, and, and it's okay. my fault, not his. Okay, like, uh, with with Mike. So uh, I I said, well, are you going to post the full thing anywhere? Because I'd like my listeners of both podcasts. I'm going to promote your podcast. Oh yeah, we're gonna, definitely. We're going to promote the Superhero Show show when it's up and running with the interview. We'll promote it, of course. You guys can hear it at least the 50 minute version. I said, but are you going to post the whole thing? Because I could definitely drive people to hear the whole thing. I think it was an interesting interview. So he said. Well, maybe we'll put it on the Patreon page that we have. Now, oh, okay. P- Patreon is a paywall, right? You donate, and then you can li- you can get to that stuff. Bonus content, right? Or if you're a Patreon uh, donator, then maybe I think you get access to other things, right? Yes, I've heard about that. So I said, "Oh, okay." I said, um, "Well, here's my question. So now my rambling is going to make you money?" <laughs> oh my god! I said, "I'm fine with that," but what I don't want to do is drive my listeners. To have to pay for the content because I rambled. Yeah. I would like my listeners to hear that for free. So I think what's going to happen is I'm going to let him post it on his Patreon page for his listeners. But then I'm going to get a copy of the audio and post it maybe here. Oh, there you go. And so that our listeners don't have to pay for it. Oh, especially, that's very nice. Especially pay a guy they don't know. Not that he shouldn't make money. But yeah. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel comfortable... I think if, if our listeners are going to pay anybody, it's going to be paying us. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I don't need to, I don't need them to do that. I you know if, if if that ever happens where we we need that if we lose our jobs or something or we want to pay for merchandise. Yeah, um, you know, like we do on the Brooklyn Boys, we need a little cash influx. That's a different story. 
but just to put up bonus content. Like if we did an interview with one of the cast members of The Walking Dead and said, oh, if you want to hear it, you got to pay a dollar. I don't know about that. It should be free. Right? Yeah, it should be free unless it's bonus content. Like one of the things Scary and I thought about doing on The Brooklyn Boys, since we do one episode a week, was maybe do like a bonus half hour and charge 25 cents. Oh, well, that's fair. Right? Just, just, uh, just so we know that this, it's worthwhile, that if it's worth it for you to pay 25 cents, plus we can track who's really interested. Yeah, right? that's true. Because people are like, you should do a second one, you should do a second one. It's a big inconvenience, but for 25 cents, you know, that buys me and Scary some dinner. <laughs> oh, you know, a couple of pizzas. And I go, you know, all right. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll do it. But then we were like, yeah, I don't charge them anything. So we, we still might because we want to put the money into merchandise. Oh, that makes we, sense. We want to we want to make because we have to pay for the merchandise on the Brooklyn Boys. Yeah. Um, although I, I, I don't know. I, I, this podcast is a cute podcast. It is a niche podcast. But I'd yeah, like very. to get it a little bit more. You know, we have to do it every week. I'd like yeah. to build this up a little more. Um, as the Walking Dead ratings are dropping, um, to where we can afford merchandise, <laughs> but we are not at that. We are not at that point yet. Not yet. After four years, whatever it's been. <laughs> three years, three, three, three yeah, three, whatever. It's been. Well, we started in season six. Oh, so that's true. Four years. It's then, been four I guess. years with a pandemic. So, and we have a hundred and what episode is this? Hundred eighty something. Hundred eighty four. And that's with we were averaging like forty five episodes a year for a while, but now yeah, twenty twenty sucked. Oh yeah, that that doesn't count. I think scratch, we did. Scratch se- it. I think we did seven episodes, eight episodes during Maybe. the pandemic. <laughs> and I think we just did an episode now talking about nothing. Oh, oh Jamie, <laughs> you gotta stop. Nothing. Jamie, you gotta stop talking about other stuff. <laughs> Trying to stay on, on point here. We gotta call bullshit, but I, you know you're just like blah blah blah. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show, shall we? Okay. Yes, we All shall. Right. Okay. So, present day. Uh, we got we we touched on this briefly. Dog finds the box beneath the floorboards with a note that we don't know what the note says yet. Yeah, she of just course that's right where he goes. <laughs> and Carol says she lived here. Uh, really, I mean, talk about other woman. She was. Like, I know when Carol said that, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> right, I'm like, uh oh, there must have been a relationship. Like she's like, oh, I know about her. Yeah. So I so I so I said uh, I said either she knows about Leia or she knows where the dog came from, but she looked jealous. She did look jealous. She really did. And I'm thinking, you know, you haven't really made blatant overtures to Daryl. You, you've, you've been friendly with Daryl, but you haven't tried to break through the ice wall of Daryl. No, she hasn't. Right. Uh, Daryl says, I already told you everything. And she says, no, you didn't. Mm-mm. Jealous. Want details? I guess she does. Yeah. So he <laughs> says, well, what do you want to know? And that's the uh, that's when they, they go into the flashback. Where uh, we we see he's still tied to the chair, and uh, she unties him, right? Mm-hmm. She says she says she asks him again, "Who are you, and why are you on my land?" And he says, "I followed the dog." Like that's you know it's obvious. Like I followed the dog. Yeah, I, I was just trying to help, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, "You're tied up in my cabin with a twelve gauge shotgun pointed at you." And you think you were gonna? You, you think you think I needed help, <laughs> right? You think you're the help I need? I, I mean, obviously she's very capable, very capable, and she's been there for years. It looked like right. So she unties him. She says, "Get out before I change my mind." As he's leaving, he says, "You're not gonna tell me your name," and she says, "No." <laughs> 
six months later, right? You got to get to pay attention uh, when you watch it. Yeah, to the timeline. Timeline, yeah. Six months later, uh, I guess the dog was thinking uh, it's about six months I should show up again. So the dog runs into his camp. Again, he hasn't moved in six months. I know, and he's always right there when Carol and dog show up. <laughs> so I guess he's staying there. So he's walking further and further up the river and then walking further and further back. Wouldn't yeah. at some point you relocate? You would think the further you get along, rebuild your little hut thing. Yeah. So again, he brings the dog. I keep saying the dog, but dog back to Leah. She thanks him um, and doesn't point the gun at him this time. No. So that's good. Uh, Daryl says, if you won't tell me your name, tell me his name. Which, you know, that's like buying a vowel and there are no vowels. Because she (laughs) says, his name's Dog. At that point, you got to be thinking, you're lying, B. I I would think she would be lying, too. Right? Like, you're being difficult. Um, This is where Daryl starts walking away. And she says, you know, living out there is not for everyone. Which is, you know, he's been out there like four years at this point. Yeah. um, Out there with the dead. And Daryl says... Um, death catches up to everyone at some point and she says not if you don't let it which is exactly what he said to Carol which I referenced earlier yep another another mirroring um, Dara leaves now it's eight months later so not much has happened in eight months he still hasn't found Rick he's walking along the river looking for clues and out of nowhere did this surprise you at all there's about a dozen walkers all of a sudden surrounding him. Yeah, where did they come from? Because the whole time he's been out there, there's hardly been any walkers near that river. Right, and now there's a herd. Roughly. And now there's a mini herd. <laughs> and and how did he not hear them? He's so good at living he's in the tracker. woods. He's yeah. a tracker, and he listens for every sound. And all of a sudden, he's he's surrounded. And yeah. if, if are you telling me if Leah didn't show up with a gun, he was going to be outnumbered? I. It's hard to believe with Daryl. I mean, why wouldn't you just jump into the river and cross the river? <laughs> That's true. I know your crossbow your crossbow weighs a ton, but you could just put that down and come back for it later. You could, yeah, they're not going to mess with that. Right, and if they walk in the river after you, even better. Yep, they'll get stuck in the mud or something. Well, yeah, they're not going to drown. They're already dead, but they'd sink to the bottom. So I didn't understand that. How do they all of a sudden just, it didn't make any sense. Now, if they had come from all directions, right, which... How could they? But if they did, he'd be trapped against the river. He would jump be. in the river. I'm calling. I'm calling herd bullshit on that. <laughs> herd bullshit. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't buy that. E- either do I. Exactly. So they, he shoots a bolt into one of the walkers, and runs. So does he go back later for that bolt when the coast is clear? I was wondering about that because he needs all of them. Right. I mean, he's been using the same ones for t- for twelve years now. Yeah. So I thought I'm like, well, he he normally. Pulls it right out and then keeps going, but he left it. Right. So they run around the tree to hide. And I guess the walkers out of sight, out of mind. They don't see them running behind the tree. Yeah, as long as there's no movement, they'll keep going. <laughs> right. So they just happen to be face-to-face, a la Carl and Enid. Yes. By the tree. By the And tree. again, I point out two attractive people, four inches apart. Awkward. Uh, and I, I, that scene actually was awkward to even watch. I'm like, he's going to kiss her. Well, she's going to kiss him. I thought she was going to kiss him. And then she kept looking away like, no, don't look at me. I can't look at you. So then that doesn't mean it's not a romantic moment at that point either. He says, stay away from my camp, even though she saved him. They were sassy with each other. Right. So she walks away and she says, oh, by the way, my name's Leah. Like that was your shot, ass. 
<laughs> yeah, this is your moment, jerk. <laughs> right. So now another three months go by. And by the way, for anyone who's like, I can't believe Daryl uh, hooked up with her in such a short time. Uh, it, it was really a long time of them not doing anything. Almost a year already we're at. Right. So three months go by. I guess now he's getting lonely or thinking about her. He goes to her cabin like a teenage boy about to ask a girl out and throws a fish against her door. Is that, that romance scene, in the apocalypse? That scene was so funny. He hurled the fish at her door like, here you go, me man, you woman. And then she didn't even come out of the house. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the the uh, scene from the movie Say Anything from the late 80s. Yes. With John Cusack where he holds the, the boombox The boombox over his head. playing Peter Gabriel. Uh, <laughs> and he didn't have a boombox. He threw a fish. He just threw a fish. A giant fish. Right. So he leaves because she doesn't come out. And he goes back to his camp. And she comes up behind him and hits him in the back of the head with the fish. And <laughs> says, like, catch. I, I, I can catch my own damn she, fish. Yes, I, I don't need your help. Like, don't be a man. It remind you know what? It reminded me of. I'll tell you a story real quick. Uh, and it, I felt I felt this exact way. Well, it reminded me of this exact story. So many, 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 many years ago, because I'm married for a long time, I dated a girl who owned her own business. She had a storefront. She had a, a store, and at the end of her day, she would lock up and take out a big pole, a big metal pole, and pull the gate down, like enough where you could reach it. Yeah. And then you would use chains like um like blinds. You would take the chains and lower the, the gate down. And I don't know. I think we had been on two dates maybe or three dates. And she said, oh, you'll pick me up after work. We'll go to dinner. It's okay. So I'm, I wait for her. I, I think I spent an hour in the store with her. And then when, when the store closed, she goes to pull the gate down. I said, oh, here, let me do that. And I was trying to be a gentleman, but it was... She looked at me and said, you know, this is my business, right? I, I can pull my own gate down. Oh, like okay. not annoyed. Oh, okay, Leah. Like in a, in a jo- <laughs> yeah, in a joking way. It wasn't yeah. really Leah. She didn't throw the pole at me. Yeah. <laughs> but she was amused by it. And I and I immediately was like, oh, my God, you're right. Like, I don't you need to be a gentleman. You were nice, though. I know, that but was... it wasn't like I opened a car door, which I always yeah. do. It, it was more, I'm like, oh, let me be the strong man and help you. And yeah. she's like, you know, this is my business, right? I do this every day. I, I do this every day. <laughs> right. So I learned a valuable lesson from her, which is, you know, don't marry her. Which, no, I didn't. <laughs> don't marry her. <laughs> no, I did. that's not the lesson I learned. Uh, but I, but that's, that reminded me of when she said, I can catch my own damn fish. <laughs> I can pull my own damn gate down. Anyway, he's like, I'm just trying to be nice. And she said, I don't need you to be nice. Again, just like the gate in front of the store. Yep. Um. I don't need you to be anything. I just want to be left alone. Okay, well, you know, you you gave him your name. And clearly not, because you keep kind of coming back to his little camp every couple months. Right. Daryl says that I won't bother you again. And she says, good. This is so sitcom-y at this point. It, you know, it's middle, it's elementary school stuff. Right, but it's been on like every sitcom. Well, you see like, well, I don't talk to you. Good, I don't talk to you either. <laughs> He tur- he turns so then as she's walking away, he turns to see if she's looking. She turns back, she was looking. They both were looking. Right. You clearly she didn't want to leave. You know she was like, I hope he stops me. Oh, of course. That's definitely. She hasn't what she was seen thinking. a guy in years. And this guy's, you know, it's Norman Reedus, so she, Yeah, you know. hey. Yeah. Um anyway, she says, It looks like your your fingers have frostbite. Why don't you come back home with me and I'll help you? So, wink wink. Wink wink. <laughs> um He's looking at a picture of her with her son. 
on his birthday. And um, she says that she's the mother, but then she says she's not his mother. I didn't give birth to him, but she's like my own son. I lost everything, and I lost my squad. Anyway, she goes to the window crying. But she, she basically unburdens herself. Yeah. She tells Daryl everything. She didn't want to give him his, uh, give him her name, and now she's pouring out all of this information about her life, her whole life story, her whole life story. She said she was holding her son, and the dog's mother, and dog's mother rather, uh, who was pregnant with dog, and the walkers came out of nowhere. She said there was a lot of screaming, a lot of blood. So the people that she knew in the squad. Sad. I guess were, were 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 attacked and killed. Yeah, and I guess she got out of there with pregnant dog's mother, and she didn't realize it, but her boy was bitten. Now I don't know how you don't know your boy's bitten because I would have thought he would have screamed. Ow! I got you bitten. You would think he would have screamed really loudly. Right. So I guess she said when she got back to the cabin, or they ran and found the cabin, he died from his bite. Oh. So she he said he died the same day dog was born. She hasn't seen anyone since. So she's been alone with the, with the, with the dog until Daryl came along. So I, I, I'm just thinking, you didn't want to talk to him, and now he knows everything about you. <laughs> so she asked him who he lost, and he said, I lost my brother. So he says, well, how did you lose him? I'm thinking Merle. Were you thinking Merle? I, I First I thought Merle, and then when he said his next him, and I'm like, wait, what? And then was I was like, accident. oh, The, the governor <laughs> turned him into a walker. Yeah. That just tells you how much he really cared about Merle. His brother is Rick. Not that much. <laughs> so he, he meant, he goes, and we never found the body. He says, I'm not going to stop looking until I find out what happened to him. But he didn't really say, I don't think he's dead. We just didn't find the body. I mean, yeah. he could have been, theoretically, could have been blown to bits. True. By the explosion. How they didn't see him fall into the river. And how they didn't see his body, you know, hitting up against rocks and, and run. It does, I don't know how he got so far down the river so quickly that they didn't look quick enough. But anyway. Yeah, you would think they would have found him. Yeah. Anyway, they go spearfishing. She catches one right away, and he says uh, she was lucky. And I'm like, that's the same way you said it to Carol, that she was lucky. But on the other hand, I know you want to be like, ah, you're a girl, you got you know, that was luck. But she's been living out there for years, obviously. With no one. She she's knows been, what she's doing. Right. <laughs> it's taken him a while to get over the machismo thing. <laughs> yeah. They go back to the cabin, and it looks like... They have sex, right? Oh, they don't yeah, show any sure. kissing, but they show the fireplace and holding hands and the camera pans away. Old school. Yeah. Old school camera work. <laughs> the fire, that means sex. Yeah. <laughs> Where so, is the bear on the bearskin rug? We're led to believe they have a 10 year relation, a 10 month relationship because now it says 10 months later and they're not talking. Right. He's like, she's mad at him about something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she says, "Look, this isn't this this isn't working out. Either you you want to go look for your brother, or you know you you, you want to be with your family at Alexandria, basically, or you want to be here. Which one is it? You can't do all three. And so she says, "He says, I don't know what I want to do." She goes, "Yeah, you do. You know exactly what you want to do. Now choose." He chose dead, possibly dead Rick over hot girl, hot girl in the cabin. And she caught, how, she, she caught all the feels for him. Yeah, and the fish. Yeah, yeah. So he stormed out. That's it. He left her. Awkward. Right. Um, Carol comes by to his uh, little shack thing and notices he's packing up. And he says he's moving. There's too many walkers out there. And I thought, there's no walkers out there. You're moving because you, get, you want to get away from Leah. Because exactly. she'll show up again. 
Yes. Carol says, um, listen, I came today because it may be a little while before I come back. The kingdom really needs me. Um, you know, we're having some problems and, uh, you know, I want to find some peace. You know, I guess the cow was saying, I can't keep coming here. Probably Ezekiel doesn't want me visiting you. I don't think Ezekiel is too happy about her little visits. Right. So she's like, and it just so happens it's before he leaves. Like, had he left, she would have come and like, where'd Darryl right? go? Yeah, where'd yes. he go? I'm going to call bullshit on the timing. <laughs> I, at this point, I wrote down, how many years later is this? He's not going to find any clues. No. He's not going to find clues. Years. Rick washed down the river. Jada took him. There's no clues. Yeah. Daryl decides he's going to go back to the cabin at this point. Leah's gone, but dog's there. We talked about that. How's the dog still alive? We don't know. The photo of her son is gone. And um, that's the n- note that he writes to her. Which, uh, at this point, he says, if I belong with you, find me. Yeah. And that's the note that Carol must have seen because he must have told Carol, yeah, I, we were friends for a while, but it meant nothing, right? Yeah. But now, now she, she sees finds this note, a note, I belong with you, and she yeah. got triggered. I guess that's not like what you told me exactly. <laughs> yeah. You left yeah. out some details there. <laughs> All right. Present day, Carol says to Daryl, maybe she's still alive. And Daryl says... I should have been there, man. I should have been there. And she says, well, maybe somebody took her. And he gets annoyed, right? He starts yeah. blaming himself. And Carol says, it's not your fault. Now, this is where she should have just shut up. She kept talking and it wasn't good. She says, it's not your fault. It's not on you. Neither is Rick or Connie. Why would you mention Connie? So I he know. Says, so yep. he says, nah, that's on you. Oh, he's still so angry at Carol over Connie because he doesn't know she's alive. Right. Well, nobody's dead. Yeah. Except Glenn and Abraham. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So he's not responsible for Connie's death because she's not dead. She's with... Um, Virgil. Virgil. Like there the we barbecue. go. Yeah, like the barbecue. <laughs> yeah, she's with Virgil unless Virgil killed her. We have, not, we have not seen Virgil not kill her yet. Oh, God. I hope he didn't. Well, we talked about that. Like, she looked like a, like a zombie, like a walker. What if he doesn't realize it's Connie? He doesn't know Connie. Especially no, not Connie covered in soot and grime and exactly she and her laying on the dirty. ground and she's she's mute. Oh no! Oh god! So it's that, not like yeah, she that can go. You know, that, she can't speak. That presents a really bad picture. <laughs> right now, get, granted, walkers don't know sign language, right? Like if she starts yes. signing, but if she's like, and I don't want to, I'm not going to make fun, but if she starts making noises that like a person who can't speak. He's yeah. going to think she's, you know, a walker. Oh, no. I mean, that would be a great, that'd be great writing. Yeah. If like you just, when you think she's saved, he kills her. That, <gasps> that's what they should have done. That's dark. Right now we're thinking like this hope that she'll get back with Daryl. But how, <laughs> how great would it be? And I, I don't want Connie to die. But as far as like writing a, 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 like a show where like you don't, back in the old days where you didn't know who was going to die. You'd be shocked. If, if they cut to that scene and she's like, uh, 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 making like, you know, like she's oh. in pain uh, and she can't say like, don't kill me. And he kills her. That'd be, that'd, that'd be oh, a great that'd episode. Be awful. It'd be awful, but cool. <laughs> awful, but awesome. <laughs> right. I don't think they would think that way. I think they want to bring her back because there's still a story to tell, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Daryl says, it's because of you. Because you never knew when to stop. And Carol says, I'm sorry about Connie, but I'm not sorry about going after the herd. And I'm not sorry about going after uh, Alpha killing Henry. Uh, after Alpha for, for killing Henry. And he says, is that all that matters to you, being right? Now, this isn't a matter of being right. If I'm debating you on, on, on politics or sports or, or geography, that's me wanting to be right. This woman killed her son. 
That's yeah. not about being right. That's getting revenge. I think there's a wrong choice of words. Totally about revenge. Right. Anyway, they get into a big fight. He says she ran away from Alexandria because she couldn't deal with the guilt of what happened. Because ultimately she she pissed off the the, uh, the whispers. Big time. They start yelling at each other uh, about having the same conversation over and over again. She says, if you want me gone, you, should, you shouldn't have stopped me from getting back on that boat. And he says, you're right. I shouldn't have stopped you. So that hurt. He says, if you want to run, run. I know where I'm supposed to be. I won't stop you this time. And she says, I was right. Our luck is running out between you and me. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so a couple of things here. Number one, uh, you know they're going to stay friends because they got a show coming up. Uh, exactly. I still, th- I, I'm going to reiterate, they shouldn't have told people they had a show coming out. It's way, way too early for that. It is pretty early. So they're releasing a lot of scenes for next week. I don't know if this is to help ratings, to get people interested, but here's all of what I can see is released. It's Aaron and Father Gabriel. Aaron says to Father Gabriel, we've been out here too long. Um, Father Gabriel sees a mattress on a rooftop and it's skeletons embracing. Now, oh, we don't know. Was, yeah, that was kind of We don't know if they died at. like that in a suicide pack or were they placed that way by someone else. Yeah. And it's they're on a rooftop and on the rooftop it's spray painted, um, save us. So oh, God. I guess that was in case anyone flew over the building. Yeah. Were, were they up there when the apocalypse happened? What, what, you know, because otherwise there's nobody flying. No. Unless, yeah. unless they saw helicopters. Which they could have. They could have seen the CRM helicopters and said, save us. Father Gabriel finds a bullet near a car with bullet holes and there's walkers in the car, which means somebody shot up the car and killed yeah. the people in the car. Mm. Father Gabriel says to someone... Um, evil people aren't the exception to the rule. They are the rule now. Aaron has a gun pointed to his head, about to pull the trigger. He's pointing a gun to his own head. Yes. It looks like someone is making him play Russian roulette. Very intense scene. If you don't know what that is, Google it, because it's awful. Um, They posted the opening minutes. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I would say just go look at the opening minutes of episode 19. You do see Robert Patrick. If you don't know who Robert Patrick is, he played the the um, he played the liquid Terminator in T two. Yes, the sequel to Terminator. Uh, great actor. Uh, he's clearly playing a bad guy here. You may have seen him doing the table reads in all the videos that they've been released for the past he couple of months. Even good in the table reads, he was so creepy. Yeah, he's a he's an evil man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to tell you what happened in the scene other than Father Gabriel and um, Aaron walk past more skeletons in a field, three of them, that are also hugging as if maybe they were set on fire. You know, like they died together. Yeah. Don't, don't know if oh. they were posed or if, um, it's hard to say Yeah. how they went. So somebody's either posing them or this was a cult or a group that said they would, I don't know, we'll, we'll find out. Had a pact or something. Pact. And then, uh, did you, you watch Talking Dead, right? I did watch Talking Dead. I thought it was great. So, okay, so that's the episode. Overall, we liked the episode. Looking forward to uh, Aaron and Father Gabriel. Can't wait. With their bottle episode. Well, today's Friday, which means you and I can watch it on AMC Premiere. <gasps> we can, because we have AMC Premiere. That's Woo! right, we do. Yeah, so we should probably watch it tonight. And then try to try desperately to find time early next week <laughs> to do our episode. Uh, and now, as of, of this, I, I have to edit it, which takes me a couple hours. So I'm hoping to get it posted by Friday night or, or Saturday. 
but most okay. likely Friday, maybe Sunday. Sorry for the delay. We're really working on getting better at the time. <laughs> but look, we got back-to-back episodes, so there you go. We do. Melissa McBride, Lynn Collins, who plays Leah, and executive producer, I'm sorry, co-executive producer and writer, Nicole Morante Matthews, uh, were on the show. Lynn, who played the, who plays Leah. Leah. Leah, right. She says Daryl didn't, she and Daryl didn't kiss uh, on camera because of COVID-19. They had to keep their distance. She's like, so the relationship on screen was much different because of the pandemic. And then Nicole jumps in. You would have thought somebody told her why they weren't kissing. Nicole, the writer says, actually, I'm not so sure it had to do with COVID. I know. I thought that was so interesting. She says, people love Daryl so much. I love Daryl so much, the character. Um, And uh, we on the show are so protective of him that, and people love him so much um, that they they might've gotten upset to actually see Daryl kiss another woman. I think fans woman. would have flipped a shit because right. they so, already did flip a shit just so, insinuating something happened. Right. So Lynn was like, what? I didn't realize that. I thought it was because of like, the pandemic. Damn it. <laughs> She's like, so either way, I wasn't going to get to kiss Norman Reedus. Damn it. <laughs> anyway, the writer goes on to say, we're extra sensitive about his character. Remember, he even waited a year before he threw the fish at her. Exactly. Yeah. That was his courting kind of. It took She's, a year. Yeah. She said he's a very protective, sensitive character that doesn't have a lot of experience with relationships. So there you go. This new episode coming up looks really, really... Um, intense? <laughs> in, it, well, yeah. Creepy, intense. Uh, Chris Hardwick, uh, last thing I wanted to say, asks Melissa McBride if they will see more of Daryl and Carol together in the extended season. She says yes. So third episode of the six is Aaron and Father Gabriel. The sixth one is Negan and Maggie. Ooh, and it's the, oh, it's the it's the Negan backstory. Chill. Oh yes, finally here's right, Negan. here's Negan, which means that Daryl and Carol is either episode four or five. Yeah, and Leah made it sound like we wouldn't see her again until the eleventh season. So we're not, they're not they may go look for Leah, or they may but, not, or they may fight. We don't I know. I feel like we won't see her until season eleven either. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, let's go watch the episode now. I okay. also have to watch the uh, um, Assembled, which is uh, the WandaVision final episode where they ex- they show how everything was done. A little behind oh, okay. the scenes episode. So I have a lot to watch tonight. So <laughs> uh, I, w- to I would say to you safely, Jamie, it is definitely time. What time is it? It's, it's time, time to, to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down. There you go. I think we I- nailed it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Malcolm Gladwell 
from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.